Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Man, I'm really excited to speak to this lady. It's been too long. We were got close down in Florida. She, um, this lady, it all started at the Wall Street Journal. She was with Daniel Pearl in Pakistan. And you may remember Daniel was abducted and murdered, beheaded. That was all the way back in 2002. That was 12 years before James Foley and my friend Stephen Sotloff. I still speak to his mom, Shirley Sotloff, all the time. Before they were beheaded by Jihadi John, who has since been taken out by the U.S. government. But this lady is uh, one of the few courageous folks that will speak out against some of the archaic practices in her own religion. She's there for moms all across the country. I saw her not that long ago wearing a cute T-shirt on Fox News. I'm not a terrorist. I'm a mother. And I believe she was on the Hill just a couple of days ago talking about white supremacy and why she doesn't belong in that conversation. Here she is back with me, Sid, my friend, Azra Nomani. Azra, I miss you. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I so miss you. It took me going to Capitol Hill to talk to you again. <laughs> Mama Bear goes to Washington and gets to talk to Sid and friends. Woohoo! Oh, thank you for that. And I didn't even know you went to Capitol Hill till after I contacted our mutual friend, Steve Zemak. You just came to mind for some reason. I said, oh, that's so great. yes, I go, Stevie, where's my friend Asra? No way. And I changed my phone number about 14 months ago, and, and you didn't have it. So yeah. I knew if you tried to contact me, it wasn't going to work. And then Stevie gave me your number, and here we are today. But you are on Capitol Hill. And, in fact, I'm going to play a cut. We actually made, uh, took a cut from you, Asra. Thank Lou, you. you're welcome. Lou, this is uh, cut number 11. Two days ago, House Oversight Committee, my friend Asra Nomani, on white supremacy. Two cuts, actually, Asra. Cuts number 11 and 12. Lewis, play them both. I am sitting here before you today, apparently the face of white supremacy. I am wearing a shirt that my father made. My father survived, literally, white supremacy in India. And so he grew up to be a young man who came to the United States of America because he believed in the values and principles of this great nation. My father made this shirt for me, inspired by the gown that Representative Ocasio-Cortez wore to the Met Gala. And it says on here the names that we, the parents in the United States of America, have been called, including in the video that you featured, Chairman Raskin. Things like domestic terrorist, white supremacist, QAnon moms, what is it that we, the parents, have dared to stand up against in the United States of America over the last couple years? It is a divisive ideology expressed through this book called Critical Race Theory. It is a book that is taught in law schools, but it is translated into our school systems with books like this, Not My Idea, a book about whiteness, the trickle-down effect of the demonization of any human being because of their race is books like this.
Wow. I have to tell you, Asha, when I watched that this morning, circa 5 a.m., I gave you a rousing round of applause. Oh, my God. Tell us how you got there to the House, to that committee, and, of course, what you've been fighting for the last couple of years. Oh, my gosh, Sid. You know, it's just so kind and, of course, um, smart of you to always remind folks of, you know, what it is that brought me to activism, and that was this tragic, tragic murder of my dear friend Danny Pearl. Uh, Danny embodied every that makes a human being someone's best friend. Kindness, humor, um, uh, humility, right? It takes that to be a best friend. And I knew through Danny's murder the dangerous impact of ideology, right? It was the extremist ideology within my faith of Islam that propelled five men to walk into the cell in which Danny was held with two weapons, one a camera and the other a knife, and take from this earth the most beautiful human being. It was an ideology taught in schools, right? Schools that we know of as called madrasas. Well, fast forward for for almost 20 years, Sid, I'm fighting this extremist ideology called Islamism, you know, to be polite about political Islam. And then, lo and behold, in the summer of 2020, I start being confronted by a new ideology that we can call wokeism. And in wokeism, all of a sudden, I, an immigrant from India, am white adjacent. My son, going to the Stuyvesant of Northern Virginia is a resource hoarder. Yeah, and and Jewish people, what are they? They are just white supremacists for Mm. creating the state of Israel. And so that was my, um, that was my, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a crash course, you know, in this ideological indoctrination. And and, and over that, these two and a half years, and said, I have studied wokeism, like I studied Islamism. I have in my library, all the books on Islamism. I organize my books chronologically, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go into the 1990s, 2000s, and now 2020s with outrageous books that I brought to Congress with me, like Woke Baby and Not My Idea, a book about whiteness. <clears throat> and then the another favorite, um, Gay BCs, where the T is not for train but for trans. And, and that's what brought me there, Sid. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you are fighting the yeah. good fight. You're fighting the good fight. It's crazy because you come to America. I mean, I remember one of the first conversations you and I had. You know, you're Indian, as you mentioned, and uh, Islam. And, and uh, I, I, your, da- your dad, of course, is a pretty rigid guy. God bless him. And I think you mentioned the word orgasm to your father, and he, like, wanted to kill you. He wanted to kill you. Uh, but, but you didn't care. You're like, Dad, because you are Americanized. You're Westernized. And you come here thinking that what you've been doing the last two and a half years would never, ever, ever be a part of your life. If I would have told you this 10 years ago in America, Asra, you oh. would have said I was nuts, right? Yeah, exactly, Sid, because I thought that this issue of sectarianism was one for my, um, you know, home uh, environment, right, out in Pakistan. I grew up in India, but half my family moved to Pakistan being Muslim, and I thought that sectarianism that kills 
you know, Shias because of the, from the Shia sect because they're not from the majority Sunni sect or Christians because they're also not, um, you know, Muslim even. I thought that sectarianism was for a place far, far away. And so what we saw, obviously, in the summer of 2020 was, you know, violence in the streets, terror in the streets with it because of a new sectarianism. And I know the cost of it. I mean, in um, Afghanistan, you know, they they um, have seen it. The, the, the government is taken over again by the sectarians. Who loses their rights? Ev- everyone. And, and democracy loses. And so I thought it was quite ironic that this, you know, multiple hearings have been held on white supremacy, and yet not a single one about this uh, real poison and toxicity that we have in America through we could call it any which names, you know, the hard left, the far left, but unfortunately it's hijacked the Democratic Party also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the uh, folks that were supposed to be moderates are now are the same as the far left, as the, as the, uh, the wide left, whatever you want to call it. And that brings me to this question. When we talk about some of these, I guess, policies, they're all Democrat policies. That's the bottom line. My wife gets angry. People get angry when you call out a certain part. It's all their policies. Republicans have their fair share of lunatics, too, don't get me wrong, but... These awful things you're talking about belong to one group. I don't remember, Asra, if you were a Donald Trump supporter or not uh, back then, back in 2016, 2020. So remind me if you were or weren't. And if you were, are you still a Trump supporter? Ha ha. You don't have that. um, You don't see that tattoo over my head that said (laughs) I voted for Donald Trump in 2016. I mean, it's like you put a black light to it. You know, if I go to a cocktail party in Washington, D.C. and and everybody can see it sort of like six, six, six across (laughs) my forehead. Yeah. I I don't know how you miss that. It must be because we're on the radio. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I voted for Donald Trump in 2016 because as a Muslim, I had seen the hijacking of the Democrat, you know, establishment by the Islamists that are anti-women, anti-LGBTQ, anti-liberal, right? All the, the values that I thought America embraced, all of a sudden we had Rashida Tlaib and AOC and Ilhan Omar promulgated, you know, catapulted to the forefront as the new faces of the of the Democrats in the U.S. And I thought, whoa, you guys are really have your values turned upside down. So, yes, I cast my ballot for Donald Trump in 2016. And headline news, I voted for him in 2020 uh, because I saw that with Joe Biden, we had also now a new yeah. ideology in wokeism. Yep. Uh, Right in the days right before the election, Kamala Harris thought that she was going to win the hearts and minds of good (laughs) classic liberals with this ridiculous uh, video about equity over equality. And I thought to myself, you know, this is exactly where we lose academic achievement. Well, now today I, I do understand I helped. I don't know if you know this, but I helped. Um. The Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin win because I had seen Terry McAuliffe, you know, throw parents under the bus, and um, and I I see better alternatives now as do a lot of um, Republican voters I think uh, than the the um, 
you know, role that Donald Trump could play right now. You, you do remember that I covered um, the mergers and acquisition era yeah, of the yeah. 1990s. So yeah. I know these guys really well. Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? I, I covered Carl Icahn. I remember he, all that, yes. Remember that? Yeah. He, like, destroyed TWA. I remember so, it well. But, but you're coming across, you have about 60 seconds yeah. to go, as a lot of my other friends who enthusiastically voted for Donald Trump yeah. in 2016, very enthusiastically voted for Donald Trump in 2020. And while always appreciative and love his policies, they are staying very far away if, in fact, he's there in 2024. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I call um, us now the um, not again Trumpers, right? Um, Because that's it's not a condemnation of him and the role that he played. um, But there are better alternatives like uh, Ron DeSantis, who has understood the parent agenda and um, and the and Governor Youngkin and and even you know Nikki Haley. There's so many alternatives out there, and so I hope that he has a successful retirement and continues to serve the country. But the truth is that there's like a um, a, a phenomenal, phenomenal, fired up. Um, movement of not only parents, but a lot of other Americans that are fed up that can be galvanized toward, I think, more productive solutions, more productive presentation, let's say, anyway, at a minimum. Um, and and I think the hearing exhibited it. Like, we are there to challenge. You know, we are there here to challenge the, quote, swamp. We are here to challenge the establishment. And um, and, and we, we can we got this. Yeah, no, I agree. And that parental act that Ron DeSantis, which they called the Don't Say Gay Bill, gay never mentioned once, was terrific. And that should be something, I think, instituted federally and all across the country. You're great. I'm so happy you and I have reconnected. I want to bring you on all the time, Asra. All the time. I'm here. I'm right here in my pajamas waiting (laughs) (laughs) waiting to talk to you. Well, congratulations on the Capitol Hill appearance and all the great things you've done the last couple of years. And uh, you know I love you. I'll always love you. And we'll talk a lot more often, I promise you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Love you all. All right. Take care. Asra Nomani, great to have her back. She is just a beautiful, really bright lady.